You never know everything there is to know about climbing. The mountains are too varied, and the weather changes too often. This was Alex Lowe, and this is the good, the bad, and the pure evil. Alex was born Stuart Alexander Lowe on December 24, 1958. He is widely admired for excelling every aspect of mountaineering, from rock climbing to ice climbing to ski descents. Dave Han, an American professional, mountain guide, ski patroller, journalist and lecturer, once said, quote, there's Alex Lowe up there, and then there's the, the rest of us down here. The guy is just really that much better than everybody else, end quote. Lowe was humble, and fun-loving, and he would say, quote, the best climber in the world is the one having the most fun, end quote. Alex was widely considered the best climber of his day. In the 90s, he went around the world making first ascents of undocumented mountains, finding new routes on some of the most notorious peaks, pushing himself to the limit to show what is possible, what a person could achieve. He was one of the few that climbed rock and ice, known as crossover climbing, and he loved both equally. He tackled high altitudes, and when he reached the summit, he'd ski back down. He belonged up in the mountains, it was his home, but he would return to his hometown in Montana. As a young boy, he lived in Montana, which is an amazing place for hiking, climbing, and exploring the wilderness. His childhood would involve many hikes with his family to national parks. With this early introduction, he would go on to rock climb in his teens with friends. With tennis shoes and static rope, the group of friends practiced their skills and read books written by the early greats. Soon after, Alex would head to Yosemite, the place for North America climbing. Here he stayed at the famous Camp 4, or the Stone Monster. He would climb the classic big walls and honed his skills, learning as he went, living on the side of these huge mountains. His earliest adventure were at Grand Teton National Park. He would climb this peak of nearly 14,000 feet over 400 times. In 1984, he made his first winter ascent along with French Jack Tackle. In 1991, he went back to do it again, this time by himself. For nearly 12 years, Alex held the record for the fastest traverse of all peaks at Teton. This record stood at 8 hours 15 minutes. Alex was so much in love with Teton, it became a family tradition. He would climb way here with his wife, and then years later with his son Max, who was just 10. One of his most famous climbs was that of the northwest face of the Great Trango Tower in Pakistan. It six, sits 6,286 meters high and is known as the biggest big wall. He did this climb with Jared Ogden and Mark Sennett. The mighty team of three conquered the wall in 28 days, climbing, hauling and sleeping in porta ledges overnight until the job was done. The team endured illness, horrendous weather, even an avalanche, 
but they remained strong and continued on. The decline was hugely reported on, with live updates and pictures by the new internet era. In 1999, this was huge, new and exciting way of reporting climbing news. North Face would also film the team. In 1990, Alex climbed Everest from the Nepal side. He then climbed it again in 1993 as a guide. He would try Everest a third time on the more difficult side, Kangshan Face, but the team didn't reach the summit. Alex would meet his wife Jennifer in a bike shop in Misalula, but she was married at the time, so nothing came from the encounter. Years later, they met again in Boulder. Jennifer was at this point in the middle of leaving her marriage and Alex was free, fun and adventurous. At first it was all fun, but soon the couple fell in love. In the early relationship years, they were free and independent with jobs in oil fields and geological surveys. Then on to Europe and they spent their free time climbing through the US. Later on, the couple settled in Bozeman and got married. Several years later, they had their first child, a son. A huge commitment and responsibility, Alex did slow the, da- but the danger, but the urge to climb meant he wouldn't slow for long. Alex started to be more known in the climbing world, and from this, he was invited to climb Everest. Sponsors began to approach Alex, giving him budgets for new adventures in remote and undiscovered places. During this time, Alex and Jennifer had two more sons. Their responsibility to provide for his young family and doing something he loved overshadowed the possibility of Alex being injured or worse. Much of the 90s, Alex was on explorations only contacting home with short static satellite calls or letters weeks late. In 1993, Alex and friends were planning a series of climbs in the Mount Denali area in Alaska, the highest peak in North America at 6,190 meters high. The landscape was remote and wild. As Alex and his friends descended from the summit, they came across a group of Spanish climbers. The group had been trapped for four days in sub-zero conditions due to a windstorm. The group was in a very bad way, suffering from acute mountain sickness and only recently contacted for help. The Army High Altitude Rescue Team sent a helicopter. Alex and his friends, Scott Bax and Mark Twight, mounted a rescue Sadly, one of the Spanish group members tried to come down before help got to him. He slipped and fell at 4,200 feet. The team took Chinook a 19,600 feet landing, then climbed down a steep face to free the group from a small ledge. The climbers were very ill, with some having frostbite. One had his hands completely frostbitten and Alex gave his own gloves to this individual and then carried him on his back up to the helicopter. Just days later, another friend, Conrad Anker, arrived to do a climb with Alex, but again, Alex was called to help with another rescue party. 
This time, three Taiwanese climbers were trapped after breaking away from their team. Conrad would accompany Alex in the rescue. By the time they got to the group, one was dead and the others were badly frostbitten and suffering from hypothermia. The men saved the climbers by dragging them down to a lower altitude so the helicopter could take them to safety. When they got back to base camp, Alex and Conrad went off to try Moonlight Buttress, which is on Mount Hunter. After this, they would visit the team they rescued that were now recovering in hospital. So in 1999, Alex was planning a huge climb with friend Conrad and a small documentary team. This plan was to climb the peak of Shisi Pangma in Tibet. The peak was 8,013 metres. Once reached, their plan was to descend on skis. Completing this successfully would have them the first American team to ski down from a peak of over 8,000 metres. The team consisted of Alex, Conrad and cameraman David Bridges. The plan was to explore a climb to find a good route, come back down the same day and then make an attempt. Another pair would scout alter alternative parts of the mountains. As they began the first exploratory climb, a large block of ice and snow broke off, thousands of feet above them. It came thundering down at a speed no man could outrun. The group of three, Alex, Conrad and David, ran in different directions, but were all hit by the snow. Conrad was partially buried, hitting his head, dislocated his shoulder and broke his ribs. Alex and David were completely covered and their whereabouts were unknown. Conrad would manage to free himself and somehow found the other group. Immediately a search and rescue went out for Alex and David. But with the threat of more ice and snow falling, the search was called off after 20 hours. Alex and David were assumed dead. When an avalanche happens, the victim is, is buried with no oxygen. Unless you get free immediately, chances of surviving is near zero. 2016, two well-known mountaineers, Yuli Steck and David Guteller, were acclimatizing a Shishangpang Ma. They were trying a new route, and on their way, they found two bodies in the area of the avalanche that took Alex and David. Jennifer, Alex's wife, now was married to Conrad, and they were nearby at the time in Nepal. The pair were contacted by the two mountaineers who described their findings, giving details of the gear with the bodies. Based on these details, Conrad could confirm it was Alex and David. Alex and David were only found from higher than normal ice towing. Usually summertime would have slight melting of the ice, but nothing major. Due to ongoing climate change and global warming, this season seen a huge thaw. Before this, it was always believed the bodies would never be recovered. The following summer season, the family flew out and identified the men and recovered the bodies. Outside a magazine would call Alex 
quote, the world's best climber. But Alex didn't care much of titles. He was humble, willing to climb with anyone that could keep up. He was famous for his tenacity and intense training regime. According to stories, he'd do 500 to 1,000 pull-ups a day. Once in Antarctica, where there is no gym, Alex dug a five-foot hole in the snow, laid a ski across it and used it to complete his daily exercise. In 1997, Alex with fellow climber Hans Sari climbed a peak called Peak 10031 in the Gallatin Range. Then they skied down it. In 2005, it was renamed to Alex Lowe Peak in his honour. After his death, the family created Alex Lowe Charitable Foundation. Its goal is to help with training and safety of local guides near the world's biggest peaks. It also funds the Kumbu Climbing Centre and this gives training to local Himalayan guides. Today, it also features a school for local children and a local community centre. At first, it was the Western world's best climbers that taught training and safety. But now, these skills have been passed on to local Sherpas. Thank you all for listening. Next time, we'll be looking at Arthur Bremer, who attempted to assassinate US Democratic presidential candidate George Wallace on May 15, 1972. Wallace was permanently paralysed from the waist down. Bremer was found guilty of shooting Wallace and three other bystanders. He would be sentenced to 63 years but only served 35 and then he was released. Until then, this was the good, the bad and the pure evil. <laughs>